So many of the saints say that the most important thing in the spiritual journey is desire. You need to have a burning desire for God because God is love. It's not about some functional following, just trying to follow the rules and be good. But it's about allowing your whole life to be transformed by love and allow love to carry you. And so this is where many of the saints tried to create images to describe how desire works or maybe the journey that desire takes us on. The reason why this image is so important is because it presents a, a vision which requires constant effort and a constant vision of the end goal. Now, if you think about this in terms of marriage and family, I think a lot of people have an idea that as long as they get the right things in place, they can just switch onto autopilot and hope that they'll live happily ever after. And yet we know that a strong marriage requires constant effort and a constant reminder of what the end goal is. Why, why are you loving this person? Why are you loving these children? What, what, what's this about? And that desire has to be bigger than just your own happiness. It's got to be about the fact that this other person deserves love. Now think about this in terms of the spiritual life as well. It's not about learn the basics of the catechism, have a basic understanding of prayer, and then switch into autopilot. It's about setting yourself a goal. You know, do you have a burning desire to become a great lover of God? Set yourself that one desire. You know, if you remember way back in the early episodes, I spoke about this idea of decision and destination. If your destination is to just be happy, then every decision you make is going to just make you happy. But if your, if your destination is to become a great lover, a lover so great that people will talk about this down through the generations, then you need to live every day making decisions that are going to attain that goal. Now, that idea might sound strange, but that's basically what the saints are. The saints were great lovers, and we still sing their praises thousands of years later. Could you imagine someone doing that about your marriage? You know, your great-grandchildren still telling stories about how fervently and passionately you loved your, your, your spouse and your family, about how much desire and passion you had to become a lover of God. Now, St. Teresa, Teresa of Avila used an image of the interior castle, basically talking about the fact that there are a series of stages that someone has to go through to attain their goal. Maybe I can try and simplify this by using the image of soccer, what the rest of the world calls football, and correctly so, because here in Australia, we play football with our hands. But here, we, what we call soccer, being this beautiful game, as anyone would know, there are so many different levels that you can pursue of this game. The basic entry level is going to be your social soccer on a Sunday, where you just rock up at the local park and you just get picked on a team and you play. You know, there's a, a very vague understanding of the rules. You probably adjust the rules depending on the oval you're playing at, but there's not really any commitment. You rock up, you have fun, you go home. 
You don't have to do any training. You don't have to pay any registration fees. Everyone's happy. Now, in a sense, that's, that's like an image of entry-level Christianity. You know, you say your prayers at night. You maybe go to Mass on Sunday. You walk home. That's the end of the story. But do you want more than that? You know, because there would be many young men and women who would look at this beautiful game and they would dream of one day holding a, aloft the, the World Cup trophy. You know, to, to not only be part of the best team, but to be the captain of that team, the best player. That would be the ultimate privilege. But to attain that goal, you, knew, you realize that you've got to go through some serious testing and some, some particularly difficult transitions into different stages. So from social soccer on a Sunday, you've got to then decide to join a team. And by joining the team, there becomes commitment and there comes a cost. You've got to pay your registration, give up time for your training. You've got to be committed to the team and you've got to be disciplined to, to play your position. Now, at that point, there comes a, a temptation because there are some times you'd much rather be sleeping in on a Sunday or going out with your, with your mates on a Friday night and not having to worry about being disciplined. But the rewards are great. Now, at each level, as you progress, you, you, you go from your club soccer to start playing for a higher league, maybe semi-professional. And once again, there's a greater commitment, a greater sacrifice that needs to be made, a whole lot more training involved, a greater reward. I mean, at this point, you start getting paid for the, for the game you love. But also a greater temptation, maybe to step back and just be like everyone else. Now, there comes a point in that journey where your desire almost has to become a bit fanatical. To, to go from being serious or semi-professional to now being fully professional in the game, you've got to come to a point where you live and breathe soccer. You know, your whole world, your nutrition, your sleep, your social life, all suddenly starts to revolve around this one goal. Now, even then, even though there are people who would make that commitment, very few would go past the level of maybe state level professional. Very few would ever get to playing for a, a, a representative team in, in a major league or, or in a national level. Because to reach that point, your focus and your dedication has to become absurdly huge. To finally get to the, to the goal of holding aloft that World Cup trophy, that doesn't just speak about your gifting or your talent, that speaks about your desire. Now, Teresa of Avila used something of that image using medieval imagery. She used the idea of a castle where at the center of the castle, that's the dwelling place of the king. And there are these several layers to work your way through before you can get to that place. But really what she was getting at is the same idea, that the level of your faith is really measured by the level of your desire. So many people will, will go most of the way, but they'll always keep just that area reserved for themselves. You know, they don't want to lose themselves completely in the pursuit of Christ. And this is where Teresa of Avila kind of said that 
Most Christians will only get to the third layer. Even most religious and priests will only get to the third layer. Because the point beyond that is the point where maybe it's like becoming professional, a little bit fanatical, where you need to pursue Christ in a way that it's going to cost a lot. Now, sadly, in this image that she presents, very few people ever actually reach the seventh layer or the seventh mansion that she speaks of. Because at that point, you are so completely consumed by Christ that it's almost like you've lost yourself in the process. And for many people, that's a step too far. But I think it's an important image because, firstly, it reminds us of what the end goal is. You know, we're not meant to just be living our lives in autopilot and hoping for the best on the day of judgment. But rather, we're meant to be recognizing that there is this amazing gift on offer. And if I'm not taking hold of that gift, then it's like I'm saying, I don't want the gift. <laughs> you know, in, in my lack of desire, I'm saying to God that either I'm too lazy or your gift is not good enough. And I think this is where we need to be reminded by those who have pursued Christ unto the end. And to be reminded, even in every part of our life, that, that we face this same decision every day. You know, once again, you could look at your ordinary, everyday journey of love in family, in marriage. And how much desire is there? How much desire do you have to reach the true depths of the mystery that is marital love? Or have you settled yourself at that third level where you're mostly committed, but you're keeping a whole lot in reserve because you don't want to really lose yourself in the process? We've got to pray for desire. We've got to pray for a burning passion that we can become so captured by the gift that we would be prepared to give all to seek that. But I think also at the same time to pray for the Holy Spirit to guide us because this is not just a, a human pursuit to try and prove that we're greater than everyone else. It has to be done in real humility. It has to be done in this sense of Surrendering ourselves to the grace of Christ, placing ourselves under the mystery and just allowing Christ to lead us and guide us through each stage as we're ready to go deeper. So, Lord God, we just pray that you would pour your spirit into our hearts, renew our desire, set before us a clear vision of the goal and the beauty that you have placed in us that we could take that journey inwards, recognizing that our heart is that castle, that mansion, and Christ dwells there at the center, that we could pursue him and enter into the depths to find him there. Amen.